Hello, this is supposed to be a paid holiday, but we dragged this old plow horse in here to do the show. This is Stu Gatz from the radio show, 10 to 1 Eastern, every day on ESPN Radio. What do you like on today's show, Stu Gatz? Dan, there's a new best player in the NBA. You know we're doing that again. And right? I'm going to tell you who it is. <laughs> Excellent tease. Dale, papi. Is Kuwait the best player in the league? You can make the argument that Golden State has two guys like him, but for the purposes of this discussion today, there is only one player in the league this dangerous two ways. There's only one player in the league who made Joel Embiid cry. There's only one player in the league who stopped Giannis cold in a way all of us were surprised by. Keep in mind, there's only one player in the league who's come into these playoffs and we were like, we knew you were good, but holy bleep, you're better than we thought you were. He saved Toronto when they were down 2-0 in overtime, limping around, tired, playing 50 minutes when they were down 2-0. He saved their season. No one's done more this postseason. It seems like we forgot just how good Kawhi Leonard was. Dan, 29.8 points, 9.8 rebounds per game in the Eastern Conference Finals. Two guys have done that since 1963. Kawhi is one. The other is LeBron James. He's pretty good. And when your offensive game is that good, and it's not the best part of your game because you're better defensively, then yes, you are the best player in the NBA. What are you guys talking about? You know, he's not even the best player in Toronto. Are you kidding? Oh, he's got <laughs> you know who the best player is? Who's the Toronto? best player, Poppy? Fred Van Bleep. That's the guy. That's the guy that was still in the hot hand at crunch time. He was. He was four for five at crunch time. Okay. Right. You, you. He was taking that money to the bank, buddy. That's the one. That's the guy we want to have. Covering my back when all the chips are down. Never mind the other guys. That's the guy that counts the most. Van Bleep. It's not Van Bleep. What is it? Oh, no, that is what Milwaukee's saying today. Do you view the Greek freak differently after the box collapse? He is an evolving player. He might actually grow physically. You know his game is going to grow. But one thing that I didn't think he needed because of the way that he dominated the league is a mid-range game. Usually in the playoffs when you're his kind of talent, Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James, and you lose in the playoffs in a way that's embarrassing, you come back with something else. What he will come back with is a more evolved game because this one hurts. We were talking about him as the best player in the league. We're not doing that anymore. That changed in four games. But I think you have to view him differently. How could you not after that series, right? We all thought he had arrived, but clearly he has not arrived yet. He's good. He is not great yet, Dan. You're right. There are certain facets. He is good. He is not great. There are certain facets of his game that he needs to work on. He needs to work on his one-on-one defense. He needs to work on that three-point shot. As you pointed out, he needs to master that mid-range game because when it comes to the playoffs and guys like Kawhi Leonard are guarding you, you need to have the complete offensive game, and Giannis just doesn't have it yet. He walked into the wrong player at the wrong time in his evolution. Kawhi Leonard is more experienced, has his wingspan, has the hands the size of Shaquille O'Neal. There is only one guy in the league who could have done this to Giannis, and he ended him. What I love about this is if the Bucks won that series, Giannis would be the best player That's in correct. the NBA. That's exactly what we would be saying. Right there. That third game in double overtime, Milwaukee gets a bounce. Kawhi's overrated, and he's leaving Canada. Would have flip-flopped the first two questions. Is KD right that the media tries to split him from the Warriors? This man has been trying to split him for years. He says that Kevin Durant has zero titles in his personal record book. Let's listen to KD. He is bitter all the time, a hissing radiator of defiance. Listen to him. It's been that way since I got here. It's the Warriors and KD, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I understand that. 
and I felt like my teammates and the organization know exactly what I've done here on and off the court to become uh, part of this culture to kind of, uh, you know, kind of mark, put my stamp my flag in this, co- you know, in this coach and this organization I've done. So I know what I bring to the team, and, but I also know that a lot of people on the outside, you know, don't like to see us together, and uh, you know, I get it. I think he feels that way every single time the media gives the fact that they're 32-1 and one when Steph Curry plays and he doesn't play. <laughs> My guess is that's how he experiences every fact that is negative toward Kevin Durant. Every conversation on every debate show where they're talking about are the Warriors better without Kevin Durant when it's absurd to think the Warriors would be better without Kevin Durant except that it looks like they're having a great deal more fun without Kevin Durant. So if his teammates give the media that kind of information, we'll stir the soap opera. We won't help the situation as he's experiencing it. I'm going to explain this one final time. And Kevin Durant said at the end, he's starting to get it. So maybe he's actually starting to get it, okay? The problem is, that team was already good. Kevin Durant made them unbeatable. That team was 73-9 and before Kevin Durant got there. That team went to two consecutive NBA Finals, won a championship before Kevin Durant got there. We all know how great Kevin Durant is. The problem is, Kevin Durant made that team unbeatable, Dan. He made it impossible for any other team, even without Kevin Durant, to beat him because the only team that could beat that Warrior team is the team that has Kevin Durant, and we just want balance back in the NBA. You know what's interesting about everything that has happened there? It's not just that Kevin Durant went to Golden State and made them all the more overwhelming. LeBron James, when he made this change in 2010 and was unpopular and was feuding with America, we all saw how hard it was for him to win championships. It was a labor... It was a grind. It's been easy for this team since it got Kevin Durant. Historically easy. Best team in the history of the sport easy. This is how easy it's become. He's about to win another ring without playing in the conference finals and NBA finals. <laughs> my father liked that one, right? That's, my right. Father, That's a hell of a deal. Would it make sense for the Rockets to get rid of Mike D'Antoni? My father moving oh. fast like that Rockets offense. He read that unusually fast, did he not? Uh, Mike D'Antoni's staff is being changed. You know that Daryl Morey is an evolver. You know that the owner of the Rockets is impatient. So if he's a lame duck as he is and he wants a three-year extension, you can understand it. I also understand why the Rockets are looking to improve at every turn. They've gotten stars to come there. They've done the hard part with Daryl Morey in getting even a Dwight Howard to come there and then moving him so you could get another star in Chris Paul. They've evolved as far as they can with Mike D'Antoni. They're not going to get a whole lot better. So if they're looking for winning in the margins, it makes sense that they would look somewhere else. Yeah, but Mike D'Antoni is not the problem for this Rocket team. The problem is the team we just discussed, the Golden State Warriors. And as long as that team is intact, it doesn't matter who's coaching the Rockets, that team's going to be pretty difficult to beat. But Dan, I will tell you, the coach of the team that's come closest to beating that team is the team that's been coached by Mike D'Antoni right. the last two years. I mean, they were a game away on their home court two years ago in the conference finals, and they gave him a good series here in the Western Conference semifinals. And so, no, I think Mike D'Antoni should absolutely get the three-year extension that he covets. I think we all believe that that team is maxing out what it can get from those players. It's maxing it out because he told you when he got there that James Harden will be a guy who can do 15 assists a game. And James Harden himself said, Coach be tripping. He's crazy. James Harden has become better because of Mike D'Antoni, but we are at the ceiling. It doesn't get any better than 53s a game.
you want to see my impersonation of Mike D'Antoni in the playoff? Oh, here we go. Oh, please. Here, yeah. Oh, here it goes. It starts slowly in the first round. Second round, it becomes a little more violent. And here, we've arrived at the third round. Here's the third round. Look at that. That's spot on. Coming up next on Highly Questionable... <laughs> Puppies are beautiful. Puppies are fun. Is this an? We're calling this an animal attack, or we're just showing people puppies? Oh, it's oh, it's become an attack now. My son's TV show is brought to you by Mazda Feel Alive and Corona Premier. Lower carbs, lower calories, higher expectations. Enjoy the view. Time to play the game that can't believe we have to work today. It is. Do you question? <laughs> you give us topics and events, and we question them. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> Do you question if Mike Jansfrensky should be proud of his first hit? Papa, you know who his grandfather was? He was during oh, your time. Oh, Carl, yeah, Carl uh, Jansfrensky. Are yes. you kidding me? Yeah, are yeah. you kidding me? Let's check in with his grandson here, who now plays in this Giants-Diamondbacks game that you're watching. Should he, should he be proud of this little blooper? Uh, oh, oh, wow. There it is. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, 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 geez. No, yeah, he's out. Yeah, yes, that's terrible. Oh, my God. Look at that. So many generations of Yastrzemski's disappointed in the grandchild, not knowing how to play baseball the way his grandfather did. He still gets a single there, though, right? I mean, it hits a hit. He does get a single, but let's check in with his wife, waving him back to first base like a first base coach. Get back. Get back there. No. (laughs) What are you doing? You ruined it. Poppy, without looking at the uh, screen here, try to spell Yastrzemski. How do you spell Yastrzemski? Why? <laughs> yes. Yes. A? Yes. Come on, Poppy. T? S? R? E? W? R? Y? K? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I got it. I got it. That's right. I got it. That's right. Do you question if this warranted the celebration? Big Ten tournament, college baseball. What do we have here? The 2 2. Smith pops it up. So it's a foul ball. Should the foul ball catcher. Not that catcher, but this catcher. Iowa fan. Took oh. it away. Oh, oh you Ohio took State it kid. from a kid. Oh, oh yeah, nice. Oh, <laughs> no. Come on. What's wrong with that, man? First of the ball, gets the ball. <laughs> Come I mean, on. I don't care if there's a kid there. I'm going to celebrate if I get a free ball. Hey, kid. If you want a ball, if you want a baseball, all you got to do is come down to Miami and go to one of these Marlins games. You know, there are only about eight, nine people, you know, watching the games. There's going to be plenty of ball for you to go after, you know. You you are not going to lose. Believe me, you're going to get a ball. (laughs) If the Marlins don't all strike out, they might some hit some foul ball. But all kids who want a ball, come to a Marlins Maybe the other team will have some foul balls. Do you question if we should be showing this animal attack on television? <laughs> is this the giraffe video that we saw on the radio the other day? What is this? What kind of animal is this? 
Those are giraffes, Dan. They are not giraffes. Where's the animal attack? What's happening here? <laughs> Puppies are beautiful. Puppies are fun. Is this an? We're calling this an animal attack, or we're just showing people puppies? Oh, it's oh, it's become an attack oh. now. Yes. Oh, oh my God! And they're carnivores. Oh. It is now turned into a horror movie. Swallowing That's the kid right. Up. This is horrifying oh. now. Yes. Oh. This is stop being fun. I so hope he's laughing. That kid. There's some tickling involved. I get up! Tear him back down! Oh, he's like Barry Sanders! Oh! He's not like Barry Sanders! <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's cease being fun. It's fun for a second, but now it's unpleasant. I want you all to imagine animals your size, little cute, adorable bears your size, attacking you by the dozens. <laughs> Those dogs are playing rough. Get it? Wow, that get it got there fast, huh? The get it got there fast. There wasn't got even time to get it before it got got. Because that sounds like a dog's bark. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Oh, now I get it. See, I didn't see what it was. What are you talking about? But if you say it like that, if you explain it, yeah, rough. Do you question if the ref was right to let this go stand? What do you know about the Netherlands, Poppy? What do you know about the Netherlands? Netherlands? Yes. It's located in Europe. Nice. Okay, excellent. Let's check in with this referee it is. <laughs> in black uh, trailing the play. I got more. <laughs> He's got more. Oh, wow. Here's it. Oh. What? <laughs> Did it go off of the ref? Yes. Oh, oh ref. Oh. oh, ref. He doesn't even want to do it. He doesn't want to call it. He does. He wants to give himself the goal. He wants to give himself the goal. He's going to go home and say, tell everyone who loves him, I scored a goal today in the game. What else do you have on the Netherlands? You told us you had more on the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. You know, in the Netherlands, they play baseball. You know that? That's true. That's right. That's they play right. baseball, you know. And they also speak English in the Netherlands. You know what I mean? True. You see what I mean? You know what I mean? What I mean? I tell you, you know, I tell you, you know. And the Netherlands is very close to... Um, Belgium, Belgium. Oh, it is. That's right, you know yes. what I mean? I, mean, yes. I, I know my geography, like the man. the Tourist Bureau. That's right. The Dutch Tourist Bureau. It's amazing. Highly questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. My Song TV show is brought to you by the Ronald Brand, trusted for over 40 years, and Sid Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Time to play the game that wants all of the smoke. See? Oh, no. What kind of smoke? You tell us what to watch on television tonight, we tell you if we're intrigued. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Right now on Sun Sports, Blue Jays and Rays. Oh, we're covering the hell out of old baseball names today. We got a Biggio here. You remember him, second baseman, catcher, went from catcher to second base. This is his kid, Kevin. Stays fair, it's gone. It's down the line and right, and it is fair, and it's on. Yeah, he got a hold of that one. Gets his first big league hit in the and there is his father, Craig Biggio, very excited. Teammates very excited, except for that one guy in the corner who wasn't that excited. <laughs> Seemed bored by the whole thing. Uh, Stugatz, are you intrigued? Uh, no, I am absolutely not. I barely watched Craig Biggio. I'm not going to watch his son. Really? I mean, 3,000 hits. Poppy, are you intrigued? <laughs> oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. Are you kidding me? You want to see a video of uh, Dan's first home run? 
Oh, there it is. That's a good joke. That is a good joke there because, see, I don't have a first home run because I never hit a home run. See, that's what they did there. That's the deal. It's an evolution of the show where they could just get the show itself to make fun of me in real time. On NBC, game one of the Stanley Cup final, Blues and Bruins. I cannot in good conscience ethically uh, choose to watch Blue Jays raised and then say no to Bruins and Blues. I can't do it, even though the producers want me to. They say we've got a preview of the Stanley Cup finals. I question them. I don't think we've got an actual real preview. See, I knew it. I knew it. They tried to trick me at the beginning, but here comes our hockey coverage. That, of course, is Vladimir Putin. Yeah, there it is. Okay, that's not very good coverage there. Okay, here we go. This is our kind of coverage there. Okay. Oh, was he drinking urine? He was drinking urine, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, Stugatz, are you intrigued? Everything around hockey is so much fun. The games, eh. But yeah, there are no sports on today. I will, the Blues like the worst team in hockey halfway through the season. Now they're in the Stanley Cup. I will watch them, and I'm tired of Boston. I hate the Bruins. How about you, Poppy? Are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. Are you kidding me? I'm very intrigued, and I'm going to make my prediction on who is going to be the Stanley Cup winner this year. Oh, but wow. that's, that's right. Cool. I'm telling you, I'm hot. I'm hot. That's right. You're hot. You're, it's going to be the Blues from St. Louis. You know, the Blues from St. Louis, because, you know, even though the two teams are evenly matched, you know, the head coaches. A Latino guy by the name of Craigo Barrubi, you know what I mean? That guy, Barrubi, is a Latino name that, you know, he has a hell of a playbook, you know? He has all his notes in Espanol, I'm telling you something. <laughs> Got a bunch of tricks in his uh, hat, I'm telling you. He's going to catch the N- NHL by surprise. I'm tell- <laughs> Barrubi, that's the name that you never forget. Craig is the first name Craig. that he did forget. <laughs> On ABC, The Bachelorette. Okay, I usually storm off here, but it's Memorial Day. I'm lazy today. I'm not even going to do that. Uh, let's just check with a clip of this show. It's terrible, by the way. She just doesn't want any guy. She wants the right guy. And to help her choose that, this is the Mr. Right pageant. Oh. <laughs> we have some props for the talent portion and your Speedos for your walk. Let's do this. I don't think I've ever wore a Speedo in front of a girl I was trying to date before, ever. But, you know, I am willing to do anything for her. Sorry, Mom. That went very well for him. Uh, why was there a rubber chicken on the table? Uh, Stugatz, are you intrigued? You noticed that as well. Uh, no, man, I made a commitment to hockey. I made a commitment to the Stanley Cup. But, Dan, you know I'm all about honoring my commitment. That's commitments. right. Yeah. He is all about that. Bobby, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. Are you kidding me, guys? In a in a speedo, but I know someone who wouldn't do that well in that type of competition. Oh, this is me, isn't it? That's right. That's right. I lost a bet to Charles Barkley. Um, I, it was the 2010 finals. J.J. Beret all of a sudden. LeBron wasn't Beret. posting him up. Next thing I know, I'm wearing a Speedo. 
That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. The radio show. It's the biggest and baddest in America. Check it out. 10 to 1 Eastern. It's about that graceful. <laughs> you know, you never gave me back that speedo. You kept it for yourself. I did keep it for myself. I did keep it for myself. I like to pilfer my father's (laughs) bathing suits. I've been doing it since I was six years old.